Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What's up, Magna Gopal? Not much, Mr. Leon Rose. How you doing? All good here. All good here. Just came back from a trip to London. I haven't been there for a while. Nice. And uh, don't want to go back. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it miserable? The weather? I, it was actually. I actually did surprised. some swing dancing this weekend. Oh, lovely. went out with my mom on the town. We went to uh, two uh, swing uh, dance clubs. Oh, how nice! Can't wait to yeah, meet your yeah. mother. You've never met my mother? No, I haven't. I've only only yeah. half met her in the podcast by saying hi, mom. You know, <laughs> like I'm well, saying. Yeah, there you go. She's listening. I think so. <laughs> and you can uh, say hello. <laughs> Um, so I hear we've been getting some more messages from our yes. listeners. Yes, we have. We have been getting some messages from our listeners. Which... I say so, so I hear, but I read it at the same time that you read it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yes, we have been getting some really nice engagement from our listeners. And we've always told all of you, if you have topics, if there are questions that you have, you're curious how we've approached it, please send us a message. You can message us on Facebook or on Instagram or leave a comment on the, the actual podcast itself. We're always open to new ideas. I mean, we've been in the scene for such a long time. Well, we definitely don't know it all, but there's a lot that we've encountered and hopefully we can share some of those experiences in a way that, that helps you or that you feel relatable. Um, so on that note, we got a message from Maria, which was on the topic of teaching a choreography and whether to do that on the music or on the counts or both or which should be stronger or which should have more emphasis. So she was referring to working with her partner and that they always work on musicality, dancing on the sounds that activate their bodies. But she said, when it comes to teaching, I always break it down to the counts as much as possible. And I'm trying to make the people find the actual sound or instrument we're dancing on. On the other side, my partner, who is more educated in music, prefers to work in verse. Even in our duet, I'm always counting everything. But for him, if he doesn't connect the movements with the sounds, he almost can't learn the choreo choreography. So that is what we are going to be discussing today. And we have both worked on numerous choreographies, solos, partnered, group choreographies. So Hopefully, some of our uh, our experience can help you out in working with your partner. All right, Magna, before we tackle that, have you ever, like, taken a class where they haven't used counts? Yes. Really? I, I, I have. How was it for you? It was fine for me because I could connect with the music. And it's also the way I tend to do my own choreos, especially solo choreos. I'm, I'm not thinking about what count it's landing on. I'm thinking about like what instrument, what beat, what note am I hitting? Because for me personally, when I've done the, the choreos and the classes where things are counted out, there are moments where I'm hearing things in the music and I have to ignore what I'm hearing to hit the count. So sometimes it's a challenge for me, but that's where I would say the count actually comes into play. If you want to be able to dance through the music versus with the music, 
the count actually helps identify like where you where your movement exists in that song. Have you ever played an instrument? Uh, well, or just played. <laughs> well, to a, a decent level. Um, well, when I was teaching myself piano, I was pretty into it. Uh, and I was uh, learning how to read the music and understanding the time signature and all of those things. But I wouldn't so say this was after you started salsa, right? This was before I started salsa. And then I okay. gave up the instrument because I got so addicted to salsa. I kept the I kept the piano. I just never paid anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I find this the, uh, this week's topic quite interesting because the reason why I asked you about the have you ever done musicality classes or that taken classes where mm -hmm. you know the council not used as as much as uh helping the student helping us try to understand the music more but you know the funny thing is i'm not a musician i've never i've, I've tried like uh it's strange like I, I cannot i probably can with practice but i feel like sometimes i can't even keep the rhythm when i'm trying like uh, if i'm <laughs> playing the piano or something like that like I know like one I made up one song that um <laughs> you know if I play it well it sounds like it's a real song but it's actually just uh uh mathematical equations oh, I learned that you're supposed to do like a count of four here and then I could do anything with my other hand so uh -huh. I just keep that count one two three four and I do anything I want mm -hmm. with my left hand and anything I want with my right hand, as long as I keep those rules. And that comes down to how I actually choreograph. Um, like my ear for music, I, I think I have a, a good ear for music. Mm. Um, but when it comes to salsa, I needed, I needed some rules. Mm. I needed to, um, to understand in which, time period I have to do these things and like I what I would do is like I would cut the music up and just mm -hmm. listen to that on repeat so I the, I know the music inside out so I know every routine that I've ever done I know the music inside out not because I'm it's natural to me but it's because of um I've listened to it over and over again so I can play the whole song from beginning to end but I have a concept of choreographing where um I need everything on paper. Mm, so I mm -hmm. put down every count of eight and then I separate the sections. So you've got the verse, you've got the chorus, you've got the verse again, and you've got the chorus and maybe you've got the piano solo. One. And I put all of that in, I put it all down on paper. And then I go to the next level. Someone showed me that technique years and years ago. And I go to the next level. Like if there's something prominent in the music in that count of eight that I want to hit, I will put a little tick by the line so I can mm. visualize it. So even if I can't catch the music quickly, I at least have a, a, something to work around that's right in front of me. So I'm hitting, I'm hitting all the beats that I want to hit, but I'm cheating in the way that I have to, um, I have to see it on paper. Interesting. So when I've done my own choreos, solo mm. choreographies, they have been entirely to the music. I don't really count out anything. I actually try and mimic the sound that I'm hearing, whatever yeah. it is, piano, percussion, uh, horns, uh, strings. And then I try and play with that with my body. However, when I've done a choreo either with a partner or had to teach it to a group, I have also done the same process of writing it out. I actually remember 
when I went to Sydney to do a choreography for this, this group of girls, I, <laughs> I was writing, because I was listening to the music and I was writing out those same, you know, eight counts, this is the intro, then this comes in, this is a yeah. nice piano solo. And I was writing, because I had no paper, I was writing it on the ripped up vomit bags, you know, and the, the nausea bags. Oh, the bags. ones that you usually walk around with. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that you're not supposed to. So I was like, I don't have paper. So I just took it out of the backseat of the plane and then opened it and then wrote. I basically sketched out everything, including formations, where people are moving at, what count they're moving and all yeah. that stuff. Um, I think we just mentioned this before. Ultimately, the way you teach it is not about your way of doing it. It's about their way of learning it. And mm -hmm. so however your students or your partner best associate is kind of where you want to go. And if you have the luxury of being able to not only break things down to account, but also just understanding how the movement connects with the music, then you can play around with the person you're teaching it to or the pe person you're working with based on either count or the music. Like one of the places that I've, often had the challenge is when I'm teaching my musicality classes and I am teaching a particular movement to the music because I will create the music. Uh, sorry. I will create the movement. You're a musician too, as well as a songwriter <laughs> and a composer. You're everything, Magna Gopal. <laughs> so I will create the movement to the music, dancing to it. Right. I, I play it over and over. I'm like, okay, cool. This is what I want to do. And I can make the sounds with, my my mouth and then do the movement with my body but then i'm thinking about then i'm thinking about how to teach this to students and i'm like what about my students who are super technical and need the count and the breakdown then i sit there and listen to the music i'm like uh what am i hearing one two three and four and five one two three and four and five so i make sure and i play it on slow i i bring the uh -huh. speed down so i can really identify which count is hitting with that that particular instrument and then I try and remember that over again. So when I teach it, I will say, bum, bum, ba da 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 da, bum, bum, ba da 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 da, and one, two, three, and four, and five, one, two, three, and four. So I would actually say that too, you know? Yeah. I've, um, yeah, most of my classes, I, I, oh, yeah, all of my classes actually, I teach with the counts, but I really pride myself on being able to um, really note it down so I know exactly where it is. So even, if somebody has no idea about music, if they can count to eight, they'll be able to get it. That's right. for me, that's, that's the most important thing. And also the other thing as well, it's like efficiency. All right. Mm -hmm. So if you've written everything down and you choose which section you want to do, it doesn't take away the fact that you are a musical person. Mm. If you've got it all written down and you know which section, you can see visually which section that you need to work on. You, if you know the music, then there's no problem. If you want to hit the counts, at least you know visually. And if you want to show anybody where you are, or if you want to look yourself where you are in the actual choreography, you can see it. If you don't write it down now, if you don't have like counts and have it kind of structured out, when you're choreographing, you don't really know where the end is. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like you have to really do the calculation in your mind, but you don't have a notion of time because you don't have anything written out. So if you have actually have it written out, you could also make notes of which section is the same. So if you want to repeat a section, right. at least it's there and you can just and, and, you know, it makes you feel it makes me personally feel so good when I'm looking at choreography. And every time I finished 
a day in the studio where I've been creating, I note it down and I change the color. I do it all on my laptop now, change mm -hmm. the color so I can see exactly how much I have left. Right. And, and I agree with that whole aspect of the structure of music does, especially in salsa, has those repetitions, the motuno, the intro, the, the conclusion, all of these sections that when you have it written down, it gives you this visual that actually makes it even easier to choreograph because you can yeah. say, okay, this repeats, this repeats. So I don't need to choreograph this, like 10 counts of eight. I just need to choreograph five. And if I plan to repeat that, I just bring that five down here and I'm going to repeat exactly. that exactly. So there's that element, which is really brilliant for any of you out there who are doing choreographies, either for yourself, for your partner, your team, or, or other students. But the other thing uh, for Maria, who was talking about the counts and mentioned that her partner almost can't get it if it's not to the music, my approach to that personally, especially when I'm teaching the choreo in a class setting, not really to a partner, because usually it's much easier for me to break that down with somebody else who's going to be performing it. But if I'm teaching a certain sequence in class, I make sure that I'm counting with the melody, you know? So I'm not just saying, for example, like what we just said before with the one, two, three, and four and five, if the melody is bum, bum, ba -da 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 -da, I wouldn't say one, two, three, and four and five flat. I would say one, two, three, and four and five, right? So I would have the music within the count. Like the music is flowing on the count. So whoever is identifying with the count can listen to where they're supposed to step. And whoever is identifying with the music can hear the count in the melody of the music. I think we just have to give whoever's learning the choreography, whoever we're teaching to give them no excuse not to get it. Right. So that's definitely um, a, a way to go. Just imagine they they be complete beginners, even if they're advanced. Imagine they're complete beginners. How would you teach a complete beginner, somebody that just walked off in off the street? How would you explain it in a way that they can catch it and be efficient with their time? You know, and you know what? If you're going to take somebody off the street. And you're going to, you know, teach them a choreography, why not share this podcast with them? Right. That's, that's way people they... off the street and give them this podcast to listen to. <laughs> Even if you're not going to share a choreography, just share the podcast. Just keep on tapping random people on the street and say, hey, have you heard of Naked and Counting? You, you might get some weird responses and perhaps some undesired um, advances because you said Naked and Counting. But just tell them where to find us and we'll take care of the pervs. Uh, here's a challenge. If anybody's out there is looking for a choreography from either myself or Magna Gopal, we are here and we are available. And on that note, don't forget to follow us, not just myself and Leon Rose on Instagram, Facebook at Magna Pal at Mr. Leon Rose, but make sure you check out Naked and Counting on Facebook and at Naked and Counting on Instagram. We have lots of great content, especially when we have some nice bloopers, which usually it's all Leon, you know, being silly and then i just because take, you you're the only one that posts those bloopers you've got the video. well you know what i have why to have, I have fun i have to have something because leon takes a lot of liberty these days with our episode reels i seem to be the butt of all the jokes with these episode reels so i need to make the most out of our bloopers all right all right so the next time i ask you for a video magna send it to me straight away and i will make a decent video. If you don't, I will get creative. <laughs>
well, you need to ask me the day, like not the day before it's due, damn it. Okay. Okay. Now we're going into our personal business. All right, folks. We're are we still recording? Next- yes, we are. <laughs> we'll catch you in the next episode. Take it easy, people.